up his name. We're gonna declare him Lord. Are you ready? Yeah. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Here we go.
space in the middle here. We have overcome. Come on. All right. How am I? How am I your seats? I'm going to praise our God this morning. I'm going to do that bodily. Yeah? Did not David do this before the ark as it came into Jerusalem? Did he not celebrate the victory that God had brought? Are you ready? Come on. I still see some people that thought that wasn't for them. Are you ready? Come on, let's praise our God. We got the victory. Here we go. Here we go. We got the victory. Everything will be alright. Alright. We got the victory. Everything will be alright. We're on the winning side. We got the victory. Everything will be alright. Alright. We got the victory. Everything. Alright, we're on the winning side. We got the victory. 
Are you doing all right? Don't go anywhere. Stay here, stay here, stay here. Are you doing okay? That's a lousy yes, I've got to say. Are you doing okay this morning? Fantastic. That's great. I love the words of that song, we have overcome. Overcome would imply that we've come through something. Yeah? Yeah? So as we praise and we worship, I, I, I want to do that bit again. Because for some of us, overcoming might mean getting out of our seat and coming down here because we're shy and we hate being out of our comfort zone. Well, that would be an overcoming. For someone else, maybe clapping your hands this morning might be an overcoming because you've got no rhythm. I just clap anyway, whether I'm in time or not. I couldn't care less. My boys mock me, it's okay. It's fine. Just live with it. I don't know, maybe it's actually opening your mouth and singing to the song because you don't feel you can sing. What's overcoming look like? Maybe you've overcome the fact that you're here and you've come out of a lousy week and I don't know what's going on for you. The fact that you're here, that's awesome. So should we do that one more time and let's like, in our own way, let's all overcome to give Jesus the praise that He deserves. Is that all right? Again, all four of you are happy about that. Come on, you got to talk back to me. Got to, are you okay with that? All right, good, because we're doing it anyway. But do you want to lead us in that one more time? Yeah? Overcome. All right. All right. We have overcome. celebrated Easter this last week and again we give you thanks, incredible thanks that you overcame, that you overcame death and that you live, that we are, uh, we have a living God residing in us. So I thank you that you've given each of us the power to overcome this world, overcome the circumstances that would try to pull us down. And Father, I don't minimalize that for a moment, but I thank you that victory is on your side, that you enable us to walk through. This morning, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would touch every person in this place. Lord, there'd be a divine connection take place for every person as we set aside our week, as we turn our attention to you, as we look at you, as we purposefully 
put ourselves and place ourselves in a position to connect with you. I ask that this would be a place of freedom. This would be a place of release. This would be a place of hope. This would be a place of joy, a place of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you say hello to two or three people as you find a seat. Introduce yourself. special welcome to you. If you're not visiting with us, this is home, a special welcome to you. It's great to come together and be able to celebrate Jesus, to be able to worship Him together uh, in this place at this time. So welcome, welcome. If you are visiting today, if you're a guest, can I encourage you that as you leave the building, there's a table down the back and there's some white bags on it. There'll be someone there and uh, help yourself to one of those white bags. I've got some information about who we are as a church. And uh, also there's um, a card in there. We'd love to know a little more about you. And also you can get a fr uh, free coffee if you fill the card, etc. So make sure you help yourself there. Would be really good. Well, who's had a birthday, uh, wedding anniversary or an engagement in the last week? No one. Jan has. Jan has. Birthday. Happy birthday. No other birthdays or anniversaries or birthday, anniversary. Birthday. Birthday. Birthday for Beth as well. Happy birthday, Beth. Yeah, she can do it. She can do it. Oh, here comes another birthday. Happy birthday. Jan and I got to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary this week, so it was pretty cool. If you'd like to jump up on your feet, we're going to declare God's blessing. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Happy birthdays and anniversary. Well, Pastor Ray and Wendy are away this morning. They're at Westside Church in Hamilton with um, Pastor Ray's preaching over there. So that's great. Um, if you were at prayer meeting on Tuesday night, we prayed specifically for... Anna, Anna and Nama, two of our missionaries, they were here, was it last Sunday, the Sunday before, Sunday before, and um, Anna's uh, passport had been held in customs, so she couldn't get out of the country, so we were asked if we could pray for her, that her passport would come back, we prayed on the Tuesday night with some focus and some vigour around that, and on Wednesday morning, her passport was released, so she could go, that's pretty cool, isn't it? So a great answer of prayer there. Speaking of prayer though, this Tuesday night, we have no prayer gathering. So, yeah, I know. It's the first time we've not had one, I think, for a long, long, long time. But Antec Day, we thought, no, we'll just do it differently this year. We're not going to have a prayer gathering this time. So, 
make sure you write that in your diary or however you plan your week. Also, kids, um, there is no children's church program this morning, being the holiday, so, but there are activity sheets down the back. Please help yourselves, and I encourage you to bring those back to your parents or whoever you came to church with. Now, did everyone get one of these when you came in? Put your hand up if you did not get one of these when you came in. Great. Could the host run round and deliver these, please? Thank you. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Hands up, hands up. those hands high, they are coming. Great, yeah, keep those hands up, they are coming. This represents a fantastic opportunity for you. This is new. Starting next month, May, activate School of Leadership. Now, the world needs more great godly leaders. It does. And whether you're leading in the marketplace or in community somewhere or in the church, leadership is very, very important and the world needs great godly leaders. And this is an opportunity for you to start to develop in the area of leadership or develop further in the, lead, in the area of leadership. Activate School of Leadership is a starting place for a leadership journey. It's a starting place that you can get off any time you would like to. But this year, we're, we're doing three schools. And in May, we're doing uh, personal transformation. In July, in the first week of August, we're doing personality types. And in September, we're doing spiritual gifts. And the best part for you is it's free. All you've got to do is get there. You just need to register so I know which room to use. And uh, so it's free. What I would ask is if you register, initially we're registering for the May class, and that you commit yourself to all four nights. And it's going to run from 6 p.m. to 6.20 p.m., and then after that, sorry, to 7.20pm. And then after that, we uh, carry on with our prayer gathering. But the school itself will be 6pm to 7.20pm. Bring your own food, whatever you want for dinner. You know, just eat while we're learning, that's fine. And so the first one is, you will see there, it's May 9th, 16th, 23rd and 30th. And what we're doing is starting this... What I, my desire is that there's a really um, clear and available path for every person to grow in leadership. Leadership is essentially about influence, and God's called us all to be people of influence. So I'd really encourage you to, to sign up. If you can, if you can make it, would be great. Uh, as I say, person, a personal transformation. How are you uniquely wired to connect with God and build an ongoing relationship with Him? They'll be great classes. You've got some great, um, going to get great input from great people throughout the year. And uh, you'll really grow in this. If, you, if it's your desire and you would like to keep going down the leadership path, 
Hopefully by uh, later in this year, we will have a pathway for you to go all the way to a degree in leadership, if you'd like to. But this is, this could be the starting point for this, but this is really about getting some practical leadership teaching, leadership growth, so that you can flourish and be the person, carry the influence that God desires for you to carry. So I really encourage you to be part of this. I think it'll be fantastic. While I'm talking about things like that, can we have a look at the missions slide? Isn't that fantastic? Boy, we're getting up there. It's wonderful. This is for our last 12 months. You'll see on the basket, there's three little, there's one on the outside square, two inside the bucket. We're nearly there for what was promised. So we've got one more week for our faith promises for the last 12 months um, to come in. So can I encourage you, please, if you've made a faith promise and if you're able, if God has provided that you um, bring that in in the next week and we will achieve the target that we, set it out, that we set out to achieve. So Father, I thank you that you've provided so incredibly for global missions this year. I thank you um, that for every person that is so ungenerously into the, course of, into the cause of global mission. And Father, I ask that you would uh, complete the provision in this next week, that we would be able to bring in that basket full for what was promised. And Lord, I ask that you'd make a way where there is no way, that you would stir faith, that you would provide in Jesus' name. Amen. I haven't got time this morning, but I've got some really exciting stories to uh, share with you from China, which we'll do over the next couple of weeks. So that'll be very good. Well, this morning we have a baby dedication with Kaylee and Matt and Amanda. So would you guys like to come up? Bring your family and friends with you. If you consider yourself family or friends, why don't you come and join them? It's fantastic. It's always very special as a minister when you got to marry the people, as in the service, and then you get to dedicate your first child. It's really awesome. Yeah, just squeeze up here however you need to do that. You guys come forward a little. Jan, can you come and help me? I might need you to hold something. Great crowd of support. I love those earmuffs, they're cool. Come on. Can you all sit? You can come around if you like. We'll just make yourselves comfy. Yeah, come up if it's easy or not. So, in 1 Samuel, Hannah presented her son Samuel to the Lord. And then in Luke 22, Mary and Joseph brought their baby Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem. And then in April 2017, Matt and Amanda bring Kaylee and present her to the Lord, which is very, very cool. You're following in great tradition. And uh, can I read you the scripture from Deuteronomy? I think this is incredibly powerful. It says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you 
today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you are going to bed and when you're getting up. And so dedication, that's the dedication, we're dedicating Kaylee. But we're also going to pray God's wisdom for you guys that you are setting the environment in a godly home where Kaylee can uh, pursue Jesus easily and um, to repeat the truth of God over and over and over in your home. Make your home a place that the truth of God, the atmosphere of God is normal. And we believe that Kaylee will grow and in her own time, she will choose to pursue Jesus with all she has. Good. Well, do you think she'll come to me? stand with me as we pray well, Father I thank you for Kaylee, Kaylee Grace and this morning we dedicate her to you in Jesus name Father I ask that you would watch over her that she would know your presence every day of her life and when the time comes when she understands that she'll be quick to give her life to you and that she will pursue you all the days of her life. Father, I ask that you would guard her and protect her as she grows, that you would keep her healthy. Father, I also thank you for Matt and Amanda, and I ask your blessing and continued blessing over them in Jesus' name. Father, bless their marriage. Continue to bless their marriage. May their home be a place of peace. And may their marriage be a strong, strong marriage, acknowledging you every day. So, Father, I declare your wisdom over them, and I ask you for wisdom for them as they raise their daughter in Jesus' name. You say if we ask, you'll pour it out. So we ask that they would be wise in Jesus' name and that your spirit would rest on them in Jesus' name. And Father, that they would flourish and that they would love being parents, that they would enjoy every day of the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. She's smiling, lovely. I should turn around so you can see her smiling. There you go. It's the mic. Would grandparents do not like to be very good, so why don't we? Heavenly Father, we, uh, we just thank you for Kaylee. Lord, that she's come into this world, and Lord, she's come into a great family, family of God. And Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you would bless her parents, Lord, that as they, uh, as they nurture her and bring her up in your sight, Lord, the, Lord, that they'll be blessed abundantly. And so, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for family who will watch over and, and, and see, this, see this wee one grow into a lovely woman, a lovely girl and a lovely woman, Father, in the days that lie ahead. We don't know what the future is, but you do. And we thank you for that, Father, in your name. Amen. 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 How about we give the family a big hand, eh?
Wonderful, isn't it? Well, we're going to continue in our worship this morning. Can I encourage you to really push aside the week? The week that was, the week that will be. The Bible says, you know, tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. So why don't we this morning really focus on the moment? We have a moment here where we can just let go, where we can get before the King of all kings, and we can worship Him. And that is an incredible privilege and opportunity to be able to worship Jesus in the freedom that we know in this country. So I invite you to stand, I invite you to join.
the time, this is the place with your brothers and sisters to praise your God like never before with all you got.
with us always. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, I thank you for what you are doing in each person's life right now. I thank you that you are ministering. I thank you for your peace poured out. I thank you for your love poured out. I thank you for your strength. Your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. May we receive from you in this moment. Beautiful atmosphere, isn't it? Just one moment. That's all it takes with him. Crazy for each one of us. Beautiful. You may be seated. Good morning. Thank you, team amazing. Well, we've got Anzac Day ahead of us on, on Tuesday, a special day to honour 
those who have served and those who are serving in the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. Very cool. And it's great to meet some Australian friends this morning. It's great to have you with us today. I, I, um, I actually just, I really feel that God wants to just pour out his refreshing upon you during your time here in New Zealand. New Zealand's a good land, and, you know, a land of milk and honey. And I believe that, that, um, that God wants to just pour out his incredible love and refreshing upon you during this time. And, and I declare blessing upon you and your children. And I actually uh, see and get the sense that God uh, has a, I don't know if it's right, a greater, a greater call is what the words come to mind, a greater call on the lives on your, of your children. You know how our children run and they take the baton from us. Well, I see your children running hard when they take the baton from you. So I declare blessing upon you. Enjoy your time in New Zealand. So it's great, isn't it, that um, Australian-New Zealand relationship together. And so, so this Tuesday is Anzac Day. And I, so I wanted to, um, to let you know, I know of three uh, ministers within our church movement that are serving in uh, the New Zealand Def- Defence Forces, three of them that are serving as padres or, or chaplains. And so Pastor Anthony Hawes, he is the chief padre, I, I may have that title wrong, I'm sure I do, but the chief, chief padre, chief chaplain of the whole of the New Zealand Defence Forces. He is a minister in our movement. He actually uh, was in this church. He was my youth leader, believe it or not, many years ago. And um, here he is now. He's leading. He is the chief, the chief padre in the New Zealand Defence Forces. Also, there's Pastor Lionel Smith. Some of you may know him. He's a chaplain in the army. And his wife, Bex, has recently become a family chaplain as well, or padre, I should say. And Pastor Richard Lander, he's, uh, uh, him and his wife pastor the church in Activate Papakura. Well, he is currently training to be a padre in the Navy. In the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay. (laughs) But isn't that great? Isn't that great? The three that I know of. (laughs) So I want to pray for them. Yes, God, we thank you for these great men and women. I thank you, God, for uh, where they have put their hand up to serve you. I thank you for these uh, the position of influence that they have. I thank you, God, for what they are doing. And God, I declare your blessing and anointing upon them in their positions and uh, upon their lives, upon their family. Thank you for your protection upon them and their family in Jesus' name. Thank you for your guidance and your wisdom for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Very cool. I thought I must share that with you. So war is all about trials, all about trials. And so I want to speak about trials today. Yay! (laughs) And so kids, kids, if you are here today and uh, you've got your activity sheets that you've picked up, you've taken that back to whoever you came to church with this morning, if you want to count the word uh, trials, 
how many times I say the word trials, then you can do that. And apparently I said it at 34 times last, last gathering. Yeah. So, uh, and then if you count the word, how many times I say the word trials, and then you go to the back there and see Tim and Gems, they will give you a sweet if you tell them how many times I say or said the word trials. Cool. So, yay. <laughs> we all go through trials. We, all of us, some of us may be going through trials now. Some of us have been through trials. Some of us will be going through trials. I'm sorry to say, but we all go through trials. Grief, sickness, work-related stress, redundancy. Some of us may have been stabbed in the back. Theft, accidents, family trials, housing trials, failing exams, natural disasters, and the list goes on. We live in a fallen world. So, unfortunately, part of living in the fallen world is we go through trials. Christians, unfortunately, are not immune to trials. I wish we were, but we are not immune to trials. I have recently uh, seen two great movies based on uh, true stories. One of them is Unbroken with Louis Zamperini. Now, I have to warn you, these movies, they're really, if you think, oh, I'm, I'm going to see that and you haven't yet, then they are full of gore and, and blood and, and, you know, I did have to look away quite a lot and it's pretty hard yakka, but based on, a, on true stories. So Unbroken with Louis Zamperini and uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Desmond Doss. They went through major, major trials. Not that there is any greater than the other. They're all trials, aren't they? But they went through major trials and uh, the yeah, incredible, incredible inspiration to us. Now I want you to have a little look at the screen at a tribute to Louis Zamperini. Over the 4th of July weekend, the flags of the city flew at half-staff to remember a man we call our hometown hero. And now we're here today to celebrate the life of Louis Zamperini. I was actually on my way to bed on the night of July 2nd, and I heard my cell phone make a little noise and decided to check that last message, and it was Louis' daughter Cynthia telling me he had passed away that night. And I got down on my floor and had a, had a good long cry about it. And I felt almost surprised that he had died, even though he was 97 years old, because he seemed immortal. And not just because he had faced death over and over and found a way through every time, but because his spirit was so strong, so vital, that it seemed immortal. My grandfather has been a lot of things to a lot of people. He's a testament to the strength and resilience of the human spirit. But to me, he's always just been my grandpa, the loving, kind, and generous man who went above and beyond to give me a chance at a better life than he had, and the wisdom to be a better man than he was. That's a tough act to follow. While my heart is indeed broken, we won't get to see Louis on the red carpet. 
His spirit and love of life will remain unbroken for eternity. The last time I talked to him before he passed away, I said, Dad, you're dying today, but your work continues. And his story is being told to millions and millions and millions for years to come. I brought the film to the hospital the day before he went to ICU. And uh, it, it was amazing. It was amazing because he was, it was looking at this beautiful, beautiful face of this 97-year-old man with his still sparkling, beautiful blue eyes and showing him his life. When he first saw the, the planes, it starts with the planes. And he saw Donald and he said under his breath, Phil. Phil, he remembers Phil. Like, it had nothing to do with whether or not I did a good shot or whether or not the movie's great. He, didn't, he was just seeing Phil. And when the flak went off, he jumped and had a reaction because that was the war he was in and he remembers those days. And when he was running, when he watched himself running, was, I can't explain what that, I, I felt so privileged to be witnessing this moment watching somebody who's at the end of their life, watching himself be at the peak of his physical ability and seeing himself with his brother, who, you know, in Louis's mind, he's, he was a very, very devout Christian and believed as soon as he passed away, he would be with Pete again and his mom and dad. And so to watch him reflect and kind of visit with them and remember their times together right before he was preparing to be with them in heaven. It was, it was extraordinary. It's extraordinary. An amazing man. He, um, he was he went through, he endured incredible trials. He was tortured and went through um, all sorts. And he one of the things that I, for those how many have seen the movie? A few of you. So you might remember when he was in the in the the raft that, uh, which is a miracle that he survived that alone. He said to God because at that point he he wasn't living in relationship with God, but he said, "If you get me through this, I'll serve you all the days of my life." And he went on to do that after enduring torture and all sorts. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six. To 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 to 11. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. Carrying on from verse 15. And as God's 
grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. We don't give up. We go through troubles, trials, but we don't give up. We fix our eyes on the things unseen. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We fix our eyes on God. He will never, never abandon us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Last weekend, we celebrated Easter, a very special celebration in our calendar, isn't it? And I want to share with you a, a scripture where Jesus is talking. He's, you know, he's about to, I mean, he's went through a life of trials, didn't he? But then he's about to, he knows what is, what's ahead of him. He's about to go to the cross is shortly before him. But then he says, he says to his disciples in John 14, 6, he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit and leads into all truth. Jesus said it's going to be better. It's going to be better when I go. It's going to be better when I leave because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who is with us always, never leaves us. He is our comforter. He is our strength. He is our peace. He gives wisdom. He gives guidance. He gives hope. He never, ever leaves us. He's with us always. We go through trials, but we need to fix our eyes on him. We are not alone. We need to look to our heavenly Father. The Bible is full of trials, testing, suffering, full of it. But the Bible also encourages us in it. Uh, if you look at the book of Job, how many love the book of Job? <laughs> It's pretty shocking, isn't it, what Job went through. Job is, is um, he's a legend. Incredible, incredible guy. The, the book of James, saying rejoice, rejoice in your sufferings and trials, goes into, into continuing, 1 Peter 1. Um, and then I sort of thought, oh, yeah, if I'm going to start listing, you know, I actually, it's a whole heap easier if you... Look up in the Bible where it does not talk about suffering and trials and fixing your eyes on him and standing strong and courageous, persevering, endurance. It's a whole heap easier to find places in the Bible where it doesn't talk about it. It's full of it. Psalm 23, 4, it says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, not even if I walk through. It says, even when... I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. 
I will look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Awesome. Colossians 1 verse 11. We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. Why does it talk about endurance and patience? Because we go through trials and we need endurance and patience. We all go through trials. And I don't want to minimise anyone's trials today. I don't want to offend anybody. We all go through trials. But what I want to do today is I want to encourage us, church, encourage us because he is with us always. Yes, we will go through trials. Yes, some of us are going through trials. Some of us have been through trials, but he is with us always. And we are called to fix our eyes on him. We will be a light in the darkness like, like Louis here. And if you uh, see the story of Desmond Doss, incredible lights in the darkness. They went through horrific, horrific trials yet they were still able to be incredible lights in the darkness. We can do that too. If you look at Bible characters, characters in the Bible, can anyone tell me if there is anyone in there that did not go through a trial? I don't think there is. Come and tell me if you, if you can think of someone, but I'm pretty sure every single character in the Bible went through trials. This is to encourage us. Yes, they lived in the same fallen world as us, but they persevered, they endured, they, received, they fixed their eyes on him, they received his strength. Daniel was put into the den of lions. Whoa, I haven't had that happen. <laughs> Whew, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he were, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. The guards that threw them in were killed. It was so fiery. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. That one hasn't come my way. Joseph, he was sold into slavery by his very own brothers, for goodness sake. Mate. Then he was unjustly accused and then spent time in jail. He was innocent. And here he is sitting in jail. Incredible trials. Esther, she was taken into the king's harem. Then later, her life was put at threat. And then on top of that, not only her own life was put at threat, but she had the whole responsibility upon her shoulders for the lives of all of the Jews whose lives were at at threat. The responsibility was on her. She must have been sweating. Major stress, major trials. And, uh, you know, I think some of these ones, they could have a bit of an argument together. And, you know, I don't know whether or not they um, did that when they got to heaven. It's like, oh, man, you think you went through it? Went through you. Oh, man, I, I was in the lion's den. I think you had trials. Oh, for goodness sake, that's nothing. Did you hear what happened to me? And today, we could be like that as well, couldn't we? We could have arguments about some of our trials. You don't know what trials are. You don't know what suffering is. But what I want to say today is that, yes, there are incredible, incredible trials, but it is not about whose trial is tougher, 
whose trial is worse. They're all tough, aren't they? They're all, they're all awful. But what I want to say is we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to encourage each other. We need to uh, keep our eyes on him. He is the one who gives us strength. He is the one who was with us always. He is the one who will carry us through. We need to be purposed to fix our eyes on him. We need him. We need his strength. We cannot, I don't know, I'm not doing this without him. We need him. Other people, people will always let us down. But God will always be our constant. He will never leave or forsake us. Sometimes he can seem very, very quiet. But I encourage you in those times to be like David. Be like David and say, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to sock it to your enemy. I'm going to give God the glory. I may be going through trials, but I'm going to fix my eyes on him. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I will be strong through the trials. I will get through. I will gather people around me. I will have other pe- people pray with me. I, I, you know, sometimes we go through trials and we, we're like, I can't, I can't do this. I, can't, I haven't got the strength. That's great. Other people, other Christians will be your strength. I've been there for other people who, who needed that at that time. And I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. I'll be your strength. I'll be your strength right now. One day I'll need you. I'll be your strength. Get others around you. The Bible talks about a spiritual battle. We not only live in the fallen world, but we're in a spiritual battle. Ephesians 6 tells us to put on every piece of God's armor and to pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. It tells us to stay alert and be persistent in our prayers for all believers everywhere. We need to put on the armor. We need to pray. uh, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, That crowd of witnesses, by the way, if you read the chapter beforehand, Hebrews 11, are all the witnesses that have been through incredible trials. It even says, you know, some of them are sawn in half. It gets quite gory in there. They've been through the trials. They're our witnesses. They're cheering us on. We're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off Every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So picture, actually, Wayne was sharing with me before, because I don't know too much about, you know, running an endurance race, but I know that Wayne does. I I was a, a sprinter in school. Yeah, yes, I did run. And... So anyway, I, I picture, you know, the, the picture of, um, you know, you're stripping off every weight, you're the sin that entangles, you're taking off the weight, you're, you, you're prepared to come on, I'm going to run this race, and you're taking off your jacket, and you've got your, your gears on, your, you know, your, your, the right sneakers and all that sort of stuff, and you're, you're getting ready, and, you're, and so Wayne says to me here, you know, you don't go and sprint off at the start, so discipline, you need discipline, you need planning, 
preparation. Preparation, planning, discipline. Well, that reminds me of a verse. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind and discipline and love. Yes, he gives us that. He gives us that. So he's given us the discipline, the planning, the preparation. And we go, we, and we, you know, it's like that the crowd is cheering us on. And, and I picture, you know, not around the track, but I picture the cross-country race, which, by the way, I have no intention on doing. But <laughs> we do it in life, don't we? The cross-country one, over the rocks and over the mountains and through the mud and, you know, all of that stuff that I know Annette, Annette, she won that last one. Did you win it? Annette is amazing at them, through the mud and all, and all that. That's the type of race that we're running, aren't we? in life. That's the one. So we need to strip off all that weight and run with endurance the race God has set before us. Then it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Tells us to think of what Jesus went through, of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Now, when I read about what Jesus went through and some of the, you know, the people that were scorning him and, and the, the, when they whipped him. And I mean, it's, it's, it's disgusting, isn't it? But, you know, sometimes I just think, oh, Jesus, why don't you just, you know, make it whip them back? Or, or why don't you just, you know, give them a piece of, you know? He could have done that. He could have done that. It's like, but he endured it. He endured it for me. He endured it for you. He went to the cross, the whole way. He endured it. Think of all that he endured from sinful people and then we won't become weary and give up. We are in this fallen world. We go through trials. I want us to be encouraged. I hope you're not feeling flattened. But I want us to be encouraged today no matter what you're going through. I know, oh my goodness, this week, as I was preparing this message, I cannot list how many people I came across this week that are going through incredible trials, incredible trials. I'm thinking, God, you're saying something here. You're saying something. We need to encourage each other. We need to fix our eyes on him, purpose to fix our eyes on him. We need to pray. We need to have others join with us in prayer. We're all in this together. We're in this together. The body of Christ is powerful. We're in this together. Let's glorify God, not the evil one. Don't let him take any glory. Don't let him glorify God. Say, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. I am fixing my eyes on him. I fix my eyes on him. Let his peace, hope, love, strength, 
wisdom, perseverance, patience, joy. Let that fill us. Let us carry that. Let us stand upon that. He gifts it to us. And when we do that, you know, like I talked about with with Louis and Desmond Doss. Wow, what an incredible story. Hacksaw Ridge. They were incredible lights in the darkness when they received His strength, when they received His peace, when they were, uh, in, received that strength to be able to endure, to persevere. They were incredible lights in the darkness. In Matthew 5, 14, it says, You are the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking to us. He says, You are the light of the world. He's called us to be a light in the world. And he says, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And sometimes when we're going through trials, we can feel like I can't be any light in the darkness right now. I'm going through a trial. I'm going through incredibly tough stuff here. I cannot be a light in the darkness. But you see, that is wrong. Because like Louis showed us and like Desmond Doss showed us, They're incredible. I mean, a movie was made about them. Incredible lights in the darkness despite the trials that they went through. I want to be someone like that that says, oh my word, the hope that that girl has. The incredible peace that that girl has. What is that? What is that? When we fix our eyes on Him, we can be an incredible light in the darkness, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, shining out for others to see how we persevere, how we endure, because my eyes are fixed on Him. He will carry me through. I can be a light in the darkness. You can be a light in the darkness. I... I, found another, um, and I'm not going to play it, but an, an interview with Louis Zamperini. And it was uh, when he, probably not long before he passed away, he's quite an old man. And he said that God got him through post-traumatic stress syndrome. God got him through that. And then he said, he said this, I wrote it down what he said, we are a hardy generation. We have problems every day that we have to overcome. We don't stop in the middle of a problem. If you come up against a roadblock, what do you do, he said. He said, you become resolute. I thought, oh, that's powerful. You become resolute. And so I looked up the word resolute. I thought, what does that actually mean? And this is what I found, get this, admirably purposeful, admirably purposeful. I want to be admirably purposeful, determined and unwavering, resolute, admirably, admirably purposeful. But practically, can I say, when we're going through trials, it is okay to have a good cry. It is okay to lay on your bed and bawl your eyes out. It is okay. It is okay to even feel like you're falling apart. Practically, 
call upon your friends, call upon your family, call upon if you're in an activate group, get them praying for you, get them surrounding you. Call the church office and ask for help from the pastoral team. Get an appointment for a sozo, prayer ministry. Call out for help. We're in this together. We need each other. It's okay to need others, to have others gather around you. When we're going through trials, we need to fix our eyes on Him. He is with us always. He is with us always. And as I said before, I would hate to go through any trials without God. I would hate to go through trials without Him. He is my strength. So I want to give opportunity if you don't feel like you have God right now. You don't know, you don't know what it's like to, to be in a relationship with Him. If everyone would close their eyes, bow your head. I want to give privacy for, for everyone in the room. If you want to respond to Him today, I would love to pray with you. If you're saying, I need Him. I need God. I want to fix my eyes on Him. I want to know what it is to have a relationship with Him. If that's you today, would you give me a wave and I'd love to pray with you. God, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you never, ever leave us. I thank you that we can call upon you as we fix our eyes on you. You will be our strength. You meet us right where we're at. You are our peace. You are our provision. You are the lover of our souls. I thank you that you know exactly what we need. Thank you that you would be our strength. I think particularly of ones right now going through trials. God, pour out your peace upon them right now. Your strength upon them right now. Give them strength to be able to rise up and give you glory, not the enemy. Give them strength to be able to bless you. Thank you for wisdom and guidance for them for leading them out of the trials. Thank you for what you have ahead. Give them a fresh picture of what's ahead, God. And help us all to be an incredible light in darkness. Help us all to be people that are able to help others around us. Thank you, God. Amen. We all go through trials. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Fix your eyes on Him. We need to be purposed to reflect Him. Purpose to fix our eyes on Him, reflect Him. Purpose to put on armour. Purpose to pray. We need to be purposed to bless. 
We need to be purposed to praise, purposed to give Him glory, not the enemy. We need to be purposed to be salt and light, light in the darkness. Amen. If you would like anyone to stand with you in prayer, then I would love to stand with you. I know that there's a a ministry team here that would love to come and stand along beside you. That's what we're here for, eh, church? We're doing this together, encouraging one another, encouraging each other to keep our eyes fixed on Him, walking forward. God bless you, church. Come forward if you'd like any prayer. Thank you, Jan. It dawned on me about halfway through the previous gathering that Jan felt inspired to preach on suffering this year that we celebrated, this week that we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. So I'll be going home to have a cry afterwards. Very good. I think it would be great as we finish the meeting. There several things, actually. Thank you for being purposed in your giving. And uh, your giving, your generosity allows us to do what we do as a church. So thank you for that. And I encourage you to be purposed in your giving. It's giving stations outside each of the doors on your left. Also, if you're visiting with us today, um, please help yourself to one of the bags at the back of the auditorium. But most importantly today, I think it would be great if we could Uh, set an environment for a few minutes that if you are struggling, if you are going through a trial, any sort of trial, you might not want to to disclose what it is. It doesn't uh, concern me so much what it is. What concerns me is that you're trying to battle and get through on your own. And uh, as we finish, why don't you be bold and come and stand up the front of you somewhere and allow someone to come and stand with you and pray with you. And let's give our problems to to God. So would everyone like to stand? I'm going to close in prayer. And then if you'd like to come down, maybe the band could just sing a song quietly as we we finish. It would be nice. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we can keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. I thank you that as we do that, it will develop endurance in us. And Father, whilst none of us like to go through trials, as we've heard, it is part of life. And I thank you that we can journey with you, Lord, and that you know all things and that you never leave us. I thank you too that you've given us a family of brothers and sisters of faith to journey with and that we can stand and support one another and encourage one another to keep going. So Lord, as we go into our week ahead of us, I pray and I ask that wherever we are and whenever we're there, you would help us to be like Jesus that we would be that shining light, a city on a hill. Not because we've got it all together, not because we never have a problem, but because our eyes are fixed on you. So give us courage, I pray, and strength as we continue to walk. I declare your blessing, and your companionship, a sense of great intimacy with you on every person this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming out this morning. You guys want to lead us in a song? As you do, if you're you're walking through anything at all and you want someone to stand with you, come down the front and someone will join you.
忘れ